very special episode, actually a normal episode, of Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. And it's about special things. <laughs> it's about collecting stuff. Collecting stuff. Natalie, I think you need to let everybody know what is collecting. Collecting is a hobby that includes seeking, locating, acquiring, organizing, cataloging, displaying, storing, and maintaining items that are of interest. Yeah, all of that is really fun, except the maintaining. That part sucks. That's why you have to collect stuff that you use. I think that is the secret to collecting stuff. I actually, up until uh, a couple years ago, had a pretty big record collection, and I got rid of almost all of it. Mm -hmm. I started getting freaked out by how much of it there was. I was really afraid. I'll tell you this is the, I'll tell you about the intrusive thought I would have about your record collection all the time that I never told. I, don't, I might not have told you. My fear always was since. The records were upstairs, and I would always hear the house creaking in that area of the house. I was always afraid that you were going to get more records, and it was going to cause the second floor to collapse. That's actually why I got rid of them. <laughs> I started to have that thought because I put them all... Because there used to be a room that was like a two-story room because some bougie motherfucker was like, yeah, put a two-story room attached onto the house. And then what happened was... They figured out, yeah, this is not actually that smart or useful. So they put a floor in it. But so the floor is new. The floor was an afterthought. But this is the space up in the attic where we have our office. We have our desks and stuff. And so I put my records up here. I always thought, you know, just one day the ceiling's going to crash in. And if I'm downstairs, I'm going to die. And if I'm upstairs, then I'm going to fall onto my family who is now dead. <laughs> Just awful. And then I got to the point in, in what I eventually did, because I'm not, I was not necessarily willing to let go of having all this old shitty music, was I put it all onto the computer. Mm -hmm. I hooked a turntable onto the computer, and then I just sat there and I played each record I had exactly one time into the computer. I turned it into files. So I still have them, because files are weightless. Yes, yes. You probably had like 5,000 pounds of records. Easily, because how much does a record weigh? Probably a record. Probably a record in a jacket. If you ship it in a little carton, it probably weighs about fourteen to sixteen ounces. So probably a record by itself in a jacket would probably be eight to ten, eight, eight ten, twelve ounces, right? So each record is half to three quarters of a pound. Mm -hmm. You know, it adds up. Yeah. I never I never counted. I never needed to have like a score on what I had. It was just a good way to get interesting music. I'd be interested to count cause, but but that's just me being like I wonder how many records there are. Like you weren't even curious to to know. You I, didn't want to count just for the love of counting. No. <laughs> 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 No, no, because it, no, it was about novelty because you would see a record. There's like a cat adoption aspect of it, too. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you where... don't need to tell me because you have some records that suck. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else <laughs> likes... No one else loves this record. <laughs> 
No one else will listen to this record. If I don't listen to this record, nobody will listen to this record. That's just, it never makes sense now. It finally yeah. fucking makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing pity listens. No, no. It's not, it's not. Okay, it's 25% pity, but it's. <laughs> Part of it is like you hear something that nobody now in this decade or this century even cares about or listens to. Even if it's a mass market record, maybe nobody listens to this band that, you know, was some funk band in the 70s, but they were not as good or popular as all these other bands or jazz or whatever else, right? Mm -hmm. Also, if you go online, you look for music, it's all that reap reap stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that if we're talking about the weight of your records, I think the majority of the weight of your records were all those records that have, like, bands playing songs that are supposed to sound like a famous song only. Only you don't have to pay to use this one. Right, right. Well, I got, yeah, yeah. Well, I got, uh, I got really into collecting library music for a while. And this is music that these companies would make. They'd hire session musicians, and they'd come in and they'd play music. Either they were just sort of aping a style, trying to create a mood, or explicitly ripping off a popular song at the time that, you know, somebody else didn't want to have to acquire the rights to use. So they would use the library music version of it. Yeah. And they still do this today. If you watch YouTube, you'll hear one of my favorites lately was I heard... A 100% facsimile ripoff of the song Happy. You yeah. Know, the song Blockbuster Hit. And they used the same weird chords and the same rhythm, but the, the melody was slightly different. And of course, the words were all totally different. So, you know, if Pharrell came back and said, hey, that's my song, they'd say, no, this one is about hanging out and being sad. <laughs> this one's called. Being cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I got really into that, and then I was like, well, what I'm into is unusual music and music that people don't listen to and people music that people haven't heard, so uh, I figured out other ways to listen to it and so on and so forth. There's no... I, I don't think there's any records in here. We're in the office right now. There's no records in here. No, there's not. That's uh, fine with me, though. And I think... <laughs> I think the floor and the, well, if you're in here, it's the floor. If you're downstairs, it's the ceiling. Doesn't really creak that much. Mm-hmm. And it it feels like there's an additional like a hundred square feet in the office now. Well, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> takes up a lot of room. <laughs> so most people do their collecting when they're children, and then they don't do it when they're adults. <laughs> Yeah. Some people will start a hobby when they are a child and they will do it for their entire lives. And then sometimes collecting is something that does not start until you are an adult and you have more. You have space and money. money. Right. Obviously, like I don't even have to say the idea of having a collection, like you can collect literally anything. And so it is just like a matter of people focusing on whatever it is that they like and then deciding themselves how they're going to categorize it and what it is that they're going to specialize their collection. Yeah, and I think that some people explicitly say, okay, I want to collect something. The whole process of collecting appeals to them. Yeah. 
And so they sort of find something to collect based on their love of collecting. And so they find something because they like to collect. And other people like certain objects or certain forms of media. And they decide not that they want to explicitly collect as as an activity, but they decide that they like this thing and they are driven to seek out more of this thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, some people, though, also will roll the idea of collecting into not just like acquiring items, but they have a background in a particular field of interest and they see collecting a particular thing as part of their intellectual pursuits. Right. It's because you you are interested in something that exists and you're interested in doing something yeah. as an activity. The collecting is a side effect of you being interested in an activity. For example, you, Natalie, I'm not trying to out you, but you have beautiful handwriting. Yes. You know how to do not only calligraphy, but you know how to do all these historical styles of black letter Mm -hmm. and uh, like the medieval writing, really awesome. Uh, But you had to have special pens Mm -hmm. to do this. You had to have fountain pens yeah. to do this well the stuff the calligraphy stuff i'd use dip pens with okay so <laughs> this is something i don't ever talk about because it's like i'm like all right let's talk about fountain pens guys so okay so i do calligraphy and um the the dip pens have the nibs that spread out when you press down on them they have fountain pens that do that but they are very, very super fucking expensive. And so I got, a, I developed a, a collection of fountain pens because I can rig them up so they work like the really expensive ones. Okay. Without me having yeah. to pay $600 for a pen. You, so I buy like junky pens and yeah. then I trick them out with like, with dip nibs. Nice. So so I can make fountain pens that can do copper plate without having to go back and forth and dip all the time. I don't think I ever really understood exactly what you were exactly <laughs> what you were doing. But I'm just my handwriting I struggled my whole life to have handwriting that is now after 400 years considered to be almost acceptable. <laughs> but Using fountain pens then became, like, something where I like using fountain pens, like, when I'm just writing grocery lists and stuff. So I have other fountain pens that do not do the spread and stuff like that. I just like fountain pens in general. And so I also, like, collect, like, little things, like, things to fix fountain pens and, like, boxes and nibs and bullshits like that. But my thing with collecting is if I don't use it, there's no reason for me to collect it. Yeah, absolutely. It just takes up too much room for stuff I could put there that I could use for something. Like there's like, you have to make a choice. And the other thing, my other thing with collecting is do you want to have to clean it? Yes. And that is really the maintaining of it is really what you have to be a fan of collecting in itself to enjoy maintaining, having a bunch of stuff on shelves, yes. right? And that idea overlaps something else I like when it comes to like stuff I decorate the house with. I like getting ceramic objects, either figurines or like ceramic pieces because when you do your spring cleaning, you just take everything and you put it in the dishwasher and then you put it back out on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's something that most people do. I don't think most people put everything in a dishwasher once a year. (laughs) 
go around and pick everything off every shelf and mantle in the house and shove it in the dishwasher and two hours later put it back Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I want to put everything in the dishwasher. Like, like when I clean the bathroom, like all the knickknacks cleaning the bathroom, I just like put all the knickknacks in the sink and fill it up with hot water and let it soak while I clean the bathroom and I drain it and I just stick them back on the shelf, wipe the shelves off. Is that what it sounds like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if you, dec- if you decorate with ceramic objects, it is way easier than decorating with things that collect dust that you cannot just dunk in a bucket. Right. <laughs> Right. And my, a lot of the time when I think about collecting and I see the stuff that a lot of people collect, I am biased against, and this is somebody who has collected vinyl records, but I'm biased against plastic. I feel like if it's made of plastic, chuck it. Yeah. (laughs) I saw a van the other day that made me want to barf. Did you see the van? The garbage van? (laughs) It was a (laughs) garbage It was a garbage van. It was like an early 80s Toyota van. You know, the kind that is like a hexagon, like it's just pointed on the ends and it's flat on the top and bottom. Mm -hmm. It was that, except they wrote Enterprise on it, like from Star Trek. And then on the outside of it, glued to it, were thousands. I'm not... I'm not exaggerating. Thousands of little plastic toys, and it just made me want to throw up. I started feel like I started burping. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm not trying to be gross on the forums here, but... <laughs> I... So, when people collect manufactured items they are usually like classified as being antique or vintage or whatever yeah uh-huh. do you know what the what the what the parameters are to be classified as, as each yeah you know what um i think i have an okay handle and i'm i'm gonna get into this more later but when i was a kid we went to antique shows mm-hmm. all the time my folks took us to antique shows and uh, they really liked collecting antiques. And to to their credit, they managed to find a lot of stuff for five, ten bucks that was worth a lot of money later. Mm-hmm. And when I say a lot, I mean like a, a few hundred bucks, like not millions of dollars. But uh, I mean, I don't know who's listening. Like to me, 500 bucks is like, ooh, score. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, that's how much I spend on Little Debbie's every month. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> just Little Debbie money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a motherfucker needs zebra cakes. Out here getting star crunch. (laughs) I mean, that's that's a lot of money to me. Mm -hmm. I think vintage is probably 30 years, because I think that's when culture wraps around. It's 2019, so something from 1989, that's vintage, right? I actually don't have a figure for vintage, just for antique. And... So while so while you figure out what is vintage, I think antique probably. Let me think about this. Because antique, right now, if you had something from World War II, I think most people would consider that antique. But I think properly, antique is probably 100 years ago. Yeah, antique is 100 years ago. 
You're correct. Okay, so exactly 100 years ago. So 1919 and prior is properly antique and vintage, probably, what, 30 to 50 years? Yeah, roughly about that. This, to me, brings up something that is something I dislike, and that is the evil stepsister of vintage and antique, which is retro. Oh, retro. I hate retro. I hate people manufacturing stuff to make it look like it was old. I hate, like... Like, when you get a guitar and they scuff it up at the factory, they hire a guy to, like, scuff up a guitar. Or, like, when you go to Target and you try and get a toaster and they have some fucking stupid toaster that looks like an old Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, you know, and the... The thing is, is I really like mid-century modern. Mm -hmm. Actual mid-century modern. And you can even go to, what's the place, Lexington? Mm -hmm. Lexington modern? Yeah. Anyway, they rip off mid-century modern, but it's like the same shit because it's just molded plastic. It's sweet. It's really nice. I like that kind of stuff. But retro is like major thumbs down. Mm Mm-hmm. To me, it's like cosplaying a time when it was okay to beat your wife. It's yeah. like not that yeah. cool to me. Yeah. And it's like you're at the pickup line at school and you look over and someone's mom looks like she's like cosplaying as Rosie the Riveter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. There. <laughs> I don't. There's somebody in a local business, and I'm not even gonna out them, but <laughs> they look like Amy Winehouse. It's like really, I don't want to look at them. <laughs> you don't want to look at them? No. <laughs> like I'm. I don't have any. I don't have any uh, ill will towards people if like that's their bag, but like aesthetically, that's like the opposite of my bag. <laughs> You know what I you know what I hate? You know what the thing with retro is? You know what I hate is rockabilly. Yeah. You know the oh god, I can't even say it. I used to say, well, the only good rockabillies were Morrissey's old band, but Morrissey's a fucking Morrissey finally he was never great, but Morrissey finally came out as being like farther right than UKIP, which if you're not <laughs> If you're not Uh, into uh, British politics, Morrissey (laughs) basically endorsed this super far-right British political organization. And Morrissey was always out there on stage going, England for the English. But, like, that's very racist. (laughs) Extremely racist. (laughs) Like, yeah, England, isn't that where English people (laughs) live? Morrissey, oh my gosh, Morrissey might be the great heartbreak of my life. Like, <laughs> I just can't, I can't even talk about it. I'm, I'm, I always. How could you, how could you do this to me, Morrissey? How could you do this to me? <laughs> it's a betrayal. It is a betrayed. I'm betrayed. And it's like. Morrissey is like one of those things where I've I've loved Morrissey for my entire life. Like I shoplifted my first Morrissey album when I was like eleven, <laughs> and I've been like ride or die ever since. Yeah. And like all this shit is like oh I can't handle it. It's like it's like the worst heartbreak of my entire life. I, can't, I just can't even deal with it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. 
he was and he what was am I supposed to do he was always bad he was always always he was always bad. reprehensible but <laughs> and even i mean going back to the rockabillies right like hey daddy o you want to go a lynching <laughs> Like, that's the whole rockabilly thing. Like, y'all are not that cool. Like, don't touch the hair. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I, I I disliked the rockabilly aesthetic so much that, like, when my hair was long and I had bangs, I had to have, like, the most weirdest, like, severe, like, Joey Ramone haircut just because I could not deal with people, like, trying to make it seem like I liked rockabilly because they would ask me about it. <laughs> like, the, if, if my bangs were too short or too regular looking, they would assume I had, like, a Betty Page haircut and they are like, oh. hey. You get an outfit that's covered in little cherries. Yeah, no, I definitely never done that. <laughs> that's the fucking worst. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about collecting. <laughs> yeah, Morrissey has been collecting ill will for a long time, and he finally completed his fucking collection. He's about to ready to collect my foot in his ass. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You know what? The thing is, his last album sucked ass. <laughs> yeah, it was So Morrison can get... Maybe he's having problems. Maybe he, he has, like, a condition and is making him act weird. And that's why he's being racist now. And that's why his album was recently sucked. I think the problem with Morrissey is that he needs to get a plane ticket and come here and kiss my ass. <laughs> you can afford it. Come here. Come to Ohio. Get off the plane. Kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, so, the most obvious way to categorize a collection is the type of objects that are collected. So, for example, if you collected rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other collections, though, the criterion for inclusion is not the type of object, but it is some other property that the object has. So, like, if you collected stuff that they dredged up from the Titanic, like, it would be a bunch of different objects, but it would all be from the Titanic, right? <laughs> or you'd be like, I collect stuff from Disney World. Like, you don't care what, what it is. It's just from the Disney World, right? Oh, man. If you see anybody that's, like... Hell bent on Mickey Mouse, you're like, yeah, where's the fucking bodies, you serial killer? <laughs> fucking psycho. You seem real angry this podcast. <laughs> I just, I drove past somebody and their van was painted like Minnie Mouse and I was like. They might be simple, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can be simpletons. <laughs> I try it's to see the best the best in people, and the best case scenario is they're just easy to please. Yeah, I just started, no, and you know, you are probably right, I just started thinking about their victims. And so I empathize with the victims. <laughs> no, it's fine to go and collect Mickey Mouse's. <laughs> no, it's, I'm exaggerating, it's totally fine. <laughs> and you said stuff dredged up from the titanic <laughs> yeah, that was just an example so I that <laughs> i oh okay no, but like you know what i'm saying like maybe you just you collect stuff you could steal from the hotel 
Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about people like, yeah, I'm on the Tana Kids forum. <laughs> me and me and the boys from the message board are gonna go out dredging. <laughs> North Atlantic Sea. <laughs> so Titanic was when? 1912? So if so. you got something from the Titanic, from the ocean, that you stole, that would be antique, mm-hmm. not vintage. Mm-hmm. Over 100 years. Yes, correct. That would be antique. Some collectors uh, have very broad criteria for inclusion. So they would be like, I collect cups. <laughs> they don't care like what the fuck kind of cup. You just, know, just so like, you can hold it in your hand and put a liquid in it. <laughs> yeah, but other ones, other people have collections where it's way more specific. Like I want cups that have cigarette brands on them. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be kind of sick. <laughs> Again, that was something I just invented, like the Titanic thing. Because I mean, <laughs> no that that would be real. Because one of the things when I was a kid and we would go to antique shows all the time. Not everything would be antique. The stuff that's antique is more interesting. The stuff that's vintage, you see a bunch of garbage. And one of the things you would see would be old empty beer cans and old empty Coke cans. Yeah, people collect that shit, though. That's why they would have it. Yeah, absolutely. There are people who collect Coca-Cola, which is like, I don't have the rankings in front of me, but let's just say it's one of the biggest companies. Yeah. That's like, my collection is stuff that was made in the USA on planet Earth. (laughs) (laughs) I like stuff made of plastic. (laughs) Some people are concerned about the monetary value of of the stuff they collect. Yeah. Other people do not care about the monetary value of the stuff they collect. So they care about the monetary value, like, in what way? Like, they care, like, if it's going to go up in value... And okay. they care, like, how, what what the market says about it and it's not. Right. When I was a kid, I guess I was a tween, I used to collect magic cards. Mm-hmm. But I didn't so much collect them, like, look at my magic cards. I, I had them and I would play magic cards in magic tournaments so I could win more magic cards, which now that I think about it, it sounds kind of like a pyramid scheme or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course, you could never win cash because then that would be gambling. So, of course, they had to give out more magic cards. But I was only concerned with the monetary value in as much as I could then take them. And this was my first business I set up. (laughs) Is the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because I set up this business and, like, people in Italy and Sweden and the UK and shit couldn't get magic cards. This was, like, a million years ago. And so I would get magic cards from around here because, you know, you just go to the comic book store and buy them. And then people in Europe would be hell-bent on it, and they would send me money, and I'd get the crispest, fakest-looking U.S. bills in the mail. Because (laughs) there was no PayPal, and I wasn't going to take a check from some motherfucker in Sweden. So they'd send me U.S. cash, and I'd send them magic cards. (laughs) And they'd be like, yo... This guy's honest as hell. I sent him cash, like he could have ripped me off, but he sent me magic cards. And I'm like, yeah, buy from the best. <laughs> that's how I fi- That's how I financed my whole life when I was like 15, 16 years old. 
that nerdy dude lifestyle. Like I was way into it and I was like making money and I was saving money and stuff. And then I got old enough to buy a car and I took all of my magic cards. I put them in this giant box and I gave them to some kid I knew. And it was like thousands and thousands of them. I was like, I don't need these. I have a car. I'm going to go drive around and I'm going to (laughs) fuck. Oh, man, what's the plan? That was the end of the collection. I was like, put away these childish things. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's so funny to me now in 2019 that people still play magic cards. Because to me... (laughs) Now that I can leave the house by myself. So they speculate that the urge to collect things bonds from humans living in a hunting and gathering society when when they were first evolving. That, ma- that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Collecting a bunch of stuff and, and packing it all in place like, like satisfies that kind of part of your monkey brain. Yeah, for sure. People also will use collecting as a way of recalling events and memories by association with items that they collect. That's like a big problem with hoarders, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is they say that this item is symbolic of something. And when they look at the item, they remember something. That is tied to the item, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so it can it can feed into compulsive behaviors and contribute to hoarding problems. It causes problems then when people die and then try to pass on these massive collections of objects to other people. Right, because they only have value as tied to that person's memory. Mm-hmm. There's been documentation of collecting practices among people in Mesopotamia. In the third millennium BC. What did they collect? Pottery, probably. Probably. Bullshit. Sand. (laughs) (laughs) There are people that collect sand. I've seen people, you know what they do, Natalie? They'll go and they'll go on trips to different beaches and they'll be like, this is the sand from Hilton Head. This is the (laughs) sand from Tampa. I have a bunch of sands. Yeah. <laughs> These are my sands. <laughs> <laughs> the Egyptian Ptolemaic dynasty collected books, and that is how the Library of Alexandria was started. That's good. Collecting books, see, collecting information, I identify with that. You need to have all your information, right? Like my cool stuff folder? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this on here yet, but Natalie has a folder on her computer called Cool Stuff. <laughs> and whenever she sees something that's that she wants to save, she just drags it and it goes into Cool Stuff. <laughs> Actually, I'm just, I'm looking at your computer. You have very much information written up for this and the file is Untitled 2 and you haven't saved it. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> Chaos fucking reigns. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> I think there are other Chaos podcasts out there. I just think this may be the best. <laughs> My cool stuff folder owns. And it is much like the Library of Alexandria. <laughs> 
it just contains the best and most wisest knowledge of scholars from across the planet. Yes, such as that's good. <laughs> The first thing I pulled up out of my my random selection of cool stuff. You have a recipe called hide the wiener. <laughs> where you where you cut a hole in a potato and stick a hot dog in it. <laughs> this is this is really similar to the library of Alexandria. Yeah, I got some meme that's That's the suck head. Yeah, suck head. <laughs> Got that guy. See, anyways, what I'm saying is the cool stuff folder is full of cool stuff. Where if I'm ever feeling down and Wendy's is closed, (laughs) (laughs) I hit hit up the old cool stuff folder, turn my frown upside down. (laughs) Chaos Reigns brought to you by Wendy's. Oh, so uh, the Medici family in Florence during the Renaissance were the first people to start collecting art privately. When they did that, they were the first to give artists an opportunity to free themselves from relying on money from the church to make art. So they were the first secular art patrons. Uh Uh So the Medicis were basically Patreon. For people who can't get jobs from other places. (laughs) Which is also Patreon. (laughs) But man, you know you fucked up if you get the unsubscribe notice from the Medicis. (laughs) And you get it, and you go in, you click on it, and it just says, some other reason. (laughs) And then later, it got to be popular for people to collect engravings and and prints because they popularized the idea of collecting art but other people but normal people couldn't afford the actual art yes they would get prints of engravings Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i i collect those Mm -hmm. and you cut them up you make comics out of them yeah i (laughs) did i uh getting in trouble is a fake idea but somebody tried to put me in trouble once for uh taking all these old books and i take old books that are already in bad condition right they're garbage books yeah yeah i'm not gonna take an antiquity that's in really nice condition and like cut it up but the shitty books i'll take them and cut the illustrations out with exacto knife and i'll scan them and i'll clean them up and then they're like the original illustration mm-hmm. right in 100 percent black and white and i'll be like i'll just have the guy and he'll just say something trenchant <laughs> Just to comment on society. (laughs) Be shitty about it. (laughs) I'm not being shitty. It's the guy in the picture. People being involved in collecting, like collecting as we know it, became a thing in the late 19th century. So they had leisure time suddenly, and they're like, all right, let's collect matchbooks. And I don't blame them, because that was when smoking was good for you. Do you have any collections now that aren't records? All of my collections are digital, because... I feel secure that I can back them up mm-hmm. in such a way where I won't lose them, which makes it just way fucking nerdier than just like buying books and being like, these are my books. Yeah. What is your collection? Well, first you have to hook up the hard drive. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's not hook up a hard drive. It's like a raid system, which is like an it's like another level of nerd. Yeah. You know what I think about when I think about collecting? What do you think about? 
<laughs> like playing Animal Crossing and getting all the things. Yeah, but that's di- that's digital collecting. Mm, yeah, but it's also real life collecting because I also collect those little cards. Oh, you do collect Animal Crossing cards. That's right. And I also I also have like a little bit of Animal Crossing doodads, like little guys and stuff. If you have Animal Crossing cards or Animal Crossing doodads and you don't want them, send them to... <laughs> Send them to Natalie. Uh, well, yeah, but uh, yeah, but I love playing Animal Crossing and getting all the things. Like you get all the furniture, you get all the fruits, you get all the flowers, you get all the clothes and all the shoes and all the socks and all the guys, all the stores, and you go to the beach and you catch some fish. You get all the fish and all the bugs and all the fossils. All the everything. If you complete the whole game, you can still collect. There's been so many little cards and trinkets and everything they make. Mm-hmm. I collected all those cards. I don't have all of them, all of them. I got all of the first series of them. And I got a lot of the second and third and fourth ones. That is the other thing I collect, is Animal Crossing stuff. And I also collect Frolf. <laughs> copies, copies of Frolf. I have one of all of the copies of Frolf. <laughs> I have... I- the American GameCube, the American PlayStation, and the Japanese GameCube and PlayStation. And then I have some other one. The game you play inside the game is called Froth. The game is called Ribbit King. It's a fairly obscure game. It's a very glitchy game. <laughs> where it's you my play... favorite game. <laughs> it's not Animal Crossing. <laughs> You play golf, but instead of hitting the golf, you hit a frog. Mm-hmm. And I then mean, yeah. the frog hops, and it's very chaotic. <laughs> yes. And you get to be the the alien slug guy with the eyes on, on the stalks on his head. He's my favorite video game character. Yeah, if you haven't... Uh, if you Sluggy. Haven't, <laughs> Sluggy is his name? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do a paid episode on Ribbit King. <gasps> Maybe we could do a, f- a paid special where we twitch Ribbit King. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, extremely brief interlude here. If you haven't paid to sub- <laughs> if you haven't paid to subscribe to Garbage Brain University, uh, it's only a few bucks you support us, and then you also get to hear our bonus episodes we make. Uh, other episodes that you can't hear for free. And then, if you're a paid subscriber, you can comment on our episodes. Uh, so think about that. Actually getting, like, an old PlayStation or GameCube and hooking it all up and then playing it and mastering the game, really hard, but you've already mastered it. I'm, yeah, I'm the master. It's a frog, and Natalie is, like, the Bobby Fisher of Ribbit King. <laughs> So she'll hit the ball. It, uh, she'll hit the frog. It'll look like some bullshit. She'll push it all the way over, and it curves, and it looks like it's going to hit a tree. And then her little guy goes, oh. <laughs> and he hits the... <laughs> he really does go like that. He's not He's not making that part up. <laughs> no, I, no. It's his, whole, it's his whole... It's the character's whole voice, and he says that, and then he hits the frog, and a pterodactyl will steal the frog and fly around and jelk the frog, and you keep getting, like, five points over and over, and then it goes through this whole sequence of events. And then it goes in the fucking hole, and it goes, frog in one. <laughs> 
we'll only play this game like a couple times a year because <laughs> I will I will hit the frog and it'll be like hop hop and then I'll be like good job ten points and Natalie will hit the frog and it'll go through this fucking like Mario warp shit. <laughs> And she'll get like seventeen hundred points and get a frog in one. And I just I can't come back from that. <laughs> it's just done at that point. Remember when I tricked you tricked you into jumping into the poop? <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking we're playing Ribbit King one day. And I was like, Oh, that looks like a poop. <laughs> and Natalie goes, Well, you should hit your frog into it. See what happens. <laughs> So I lined I I lined it up and I very carefully I did precision button presses and stuff and I hit I hit it into the poop and it just, and it goes <laughs> and I lost points yeah <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> why did you think that jumping into the poop was going to be cool. <laughs> Trying to be open-minded. There's that one thing where it looks like all the dicks. You had to, like, ride the sea of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's the best game ever I collect. That's why I have to have 18 copies of it. In yeah. all the different languages it was ever made in. Yeah. How about... How about a quiz? How about a quiz? Do you want to do one? I hope you do. You're, you're allowed. You're allowed to look at it. I know. Uh, it's just that people can't see that you're locking eyes with me and reaching out next to you and hitting the glockenspiel. Well, I have to keep it off to the side so you can't see when I'm getting ready to do it because it has to be a surprise. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not a pop quiz. <laughs> Tell me, what is the collecting quiz about? So today, I got on Twitter and I asked people who follow me on Twitter to tell me what they collect. So I have a big list here of all the things that people like to collect. I'm going to tell you what they collect, and you got to tell me what Twitter user. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked! I have to tell you... <laughs> I have to tell you the Twitter user that collects it. I was sitting, I was sitting here like, you know what? Straight up, like I read some of that thread. This is not. You ain't gonna Zephyr Hills me on this, like the zip code quiz. Like you I gotta was. Tell me your Twitter handle. I was <laughs> not there. To I wasn't. In. I wasn't gonna say shit because I was like, I saw. There was a guy on there that did Fungo Pops. There was a guy that did... <laughs> there was a lady that did pins. Yes, I'm fucking down for this. I got it. I'm 10 out of 10 on this. I was joking. Oh, my God. I wanted you to guess. Um, I'm going to give you five chances to guess the most popular things to collect. I saw a couple of people say vinyl records. You turned and you <laughs> stared at the glockenspiel and then you just go, hmm. Um, no. <laughs> uh, pins. 
An item that has a pin on it that you can affix to clothing. I'll give it to you. That... <laughs> that was the... <laughs> that was like the most default glockenspiel hit. I, I learned how to play it, so it sounds kind of disappointed. <laughs> You've been woodshedding on the disappointed glockenspiel. Like this. Yeah. Okay, well, why Why doesn't... Because there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the, in the category also. Number three, jewelry. I wouldn't give it to me, but I agree with your decision to be liberal. <laughs> I am liberal. Number one, toys. That's that shit. It's not number one, though. I lost my glockenspiel stick. <laughs> I'll be back. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Did it again. (laughs) So that was what? Your third guess? Yes. Okay. Yes. I got... You got two more guesses. What what was toys? You said jewelry was number three. Toys was number two. Toys was number two. Does a figurine count as a toy? I think it does. I would call that a toy. That's Funko Pops. Where you call those yeah, fun- between Funko Pops and G.I. Joe type shit, I think those are toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically anything that was like that, I said it was a toy. I would go with the classic pottery. Really? This is the only time you've ever won. <laughs> I won? How did I win? Because you're guessing the top three most popular things that people collect to also follow me on Twitter. (laughs) So pottery, (laughs) toys, and jewelry. (sighs) That's amazing. Now you you have to for the bonus. This is fantastic. (laughs) What's the bonus? Here's the bonus. (laughs) so like people collect toys and figurines and jewelry jewelry i i put like anybody who said they do pins or like particular kinds of jewelry or whatever like that right i saw uh decorative items to put on your person I saw somebody post and say they collected brooches and they had like a gallery of all the different brooches. I thought those were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then pottery, really. Mm-hmm. Pottery was number one. So people who get like mugs. Oh, mugs. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Or like other kinds of pottery. Sh- like shot glasses? Ceramic. I actually put shot glasses in their own category. Cause, wow. Because they're different. They're not ceramic. Okay, even though they're a silicate mineral. But they're not the same. No, they're they're not. (laughs) There's no feldspar in glass. (laughs) No, but thank you to everybody who responded to Natalie. You got a bunch of responses. I got some some responses. Thank you to to everybody who responded. You helped us with our quiz. And uh, personal shout out to you because I won this quiz. I didn't get Zephyr Hild on this quiz. <laughs> um, I saw... You got 60 replies. That's amazing. Yes. Um, 
Lots of people said they collected like commemorative mugs and commemorative plates. Uh, somebody collects feathers. Like that's from, cool. From like birds, yeah. Feathers are are cool because <clears throat> that's like not even man made. That's bird made. Yeah, that is bird made. Um, some people, a lot of people said they collected things like ticket stubs and like memorabilia from like things they've gone to. Uh-huh. Like, I, I saw a guy close to my own heart who collected Casio keyboards yeah. from the eighties. Those are dope. I like those. Shout out to the guy's name was me IRL. So shout out. Did he have a cat Casio? I don't know if he had a cat Casio. I think he had other old Casios. Uh, he needs a cat Casio. Meow. 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 <laughs> Some people, a lot of people said, like, promotional items that have, like, stuff printed on it. Tiny fake food. That's a really fantastic thing to collect. I kind of, I like that stuff, too. I try not to collect too much stuff, though, but that would be something that I would collect. Some people said vinyl and music stuff. Cassette tapes. That's a mm-hmm. that's a good one because that's specific to a certain era, right? Mm-hmm. That's like 70s and 80s. A lot of people said shot glasses. A lot of people said fortunes from fortune cookies. I will only save those if they're really good. Found photos. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Pepper shakers. I would see that's something that I would collect if I was going to donate more of my house to collecting things. You guys collect all kinds of stuff. This guy says he collects metal records. That's cool. That's a good collection. They sent you a picture of a bunch of ceramic bunnies. Uh-huh. I like that. Some of them are also glass, which, as we covered already, does not have feldspar on it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no feldspar in that. That ain't shit. <laughs> she can still put it in the dishwasher, though. That's true. Got keychains. This lady likes the kitschy animal ceramics i also like that like my weird horse i have hawaiian shirts that's uh-huh. good uh-huh. reply Casios. collects yeah that's the casio guy oh this person guys with salt and pepper oh sisters. they sent you look at all those pictures you uh if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the thread uh natalie d natalie d-e-e on twitter she asked she said hey uh, send me some stuff you collect. It has right now. It has over sixty replies. It may have more by the time you click on it. I like those salt and pepper shakers. That one is two cactuses. This person who has an avatar that looks like Sky from Animal Crossing uh-huh. says that they collect e-waste. E-waste, mm-hmm. electronic waste. <laughs> yes. Oh, this one collects chick, chick tracks. See that? We should add that to our warm up. Chick track. Chick track. <laughs> Uh, you guys have never heard it, but uh, we every time we podcast, we warm up <laughs> and we try to say words and ideas that are hard to say, like cheek track. And <laughs> I am responsible for my own failures. <laughs> it's kind of like that thing where, where like Scientology, where you would stand around and, and like say bad things about yourself in order to like be allowed to pay for the next installment of go to church. <laughs> Like, it's like a little bit of personal emotional abuse. (laughs) There is this dude who has the largest collection of celebrity hair samples. Oh, man. And he has hair from Marilyn Monroe and John Lennon 
and Edgar Allan Poe. Does he have Neil Armstrong's hair? I, this it doesn't say. Uh-uh. When I was a kid, I went to this barber, and I still hate barbers to this day because I didn't like this barber. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't like him. No matter what I told him to do, he would always give me this, like, flat top haircut. Yeah. Which I was not into. His name was Marks. M-A-R-X. And I remember it because that was a weird name. Because how often do you meet somebody named Marks? He worked at this barber shop near where I lived as a kid. And then he opened his own barber shop in southwestern Ohio. Neil Armstrong came in one day. He cut Neil Armstrong's hair, and this motherfucker stole Neil Armstrong's hair. He stole astronaut hair, Mm -hmm. and the thing is, that hair didn't go to the moon, motherfucker, because that hair grew out and got cut off, and so the hair he stole was Earth hair, which (laughs) you can get anywhere. (laughs) So he took Neil Armstrong's Earth hair, Mm -hmm. and he sold it for $3,000, and Neil said... Hey, stop it. Don't sell my hair. And so they got in an argument, and Neil Armstrong, the astronaut, sued this guy, Marks, Marks Sizemore. And they ended up settling, and I think he ended up taking, he had to take all the money he made off selling the hair and give the money to charity. And Neil got to say, which charity it went to is probably Space Orphans. <laughs> I'm kind of, at this point, I'm glad I never got, like, properly famous. Because you might have stolen my fucking hair. Oh, you haven't had a professional haircut for a minute. Actually, you had... I got a professional haircut! You got one recently. I got one, like, two or three weeks ago. You got one from my special lady. I got one from Natalie's hairdresser. That's right. And it, it was a really good haircut. You look fabulous. Thank you. It's too bad people on podcast can't see how cool your hair is. <laughs> if only I had a Twitter account where I posted pictures of myself all the time, then. You know who else has a Twitter account? Wendy's. <laughs> you, know, you know, you can get home, hometown likes and retweets. <laughs> You can get a small, medium, or big size combo. (laughs) And chili! Don't forget the chili! And crackers. They got. Who else has crackers? Hey, once again, thanks for listening to Garbage Brain University. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and now Stitcher. You can read our newsletters at garbagebrainuniversity.com. Thanks to Substack.com for providing the technology for our newsletter and podcast. Thanks to the Melvins for letting us use the song Electric Flower. And once more, Garbage Brain University is not supported or endorsed by any corporation, including Wendy's.